You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a magnificent football Monday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. And it is you here with us on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, we sincerely appreciate you. And we got two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way as we get you set to bet and win Week 16 in the National Football League. Ken and I are both off the show tomorrow. We'll still be, the show will still obviously be on the air, but Ken and I are off tomorrow. So we are going to aim to get through every single game on the slate in our early preview of the week to come in the National Football League. Um, we will turn our attention to Sunday's slate in a moment. We already hit on in hour number one, the Rams and the Saints on Thursday night, and then the two Saturday games, Cincinnati and the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and then the Bills and the Chargers in Los Angeles. If you'd like the breakdowns of those games early, bets, early thoughts. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. You can check it out in podcast form. Our friend Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will stop by next hour from NBC Sports. He'll give us his early read on Week 16 in the National Football League. And in the final hour of the show, we won't be on stadium for that final hour, but you can head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql to check it out. We'll give you all our bets for tonight. NBA, National Hockey League, college hoops, and then side total and props for Monday Night Football with the Eagles and the Seahawks in Seattle. And by the end of the show, we will know who is starting a quarterback for both teams. Seems important, right, to handicap the game if Jalen Hurts is going to play and if Geno Smith is going to play for the Eagles and the Seahawks, respectively. But for now, we continue on. Week 16 in the National Football League, and we go to Sunday now in Atlanta. Jake, fade the music up here, please, with Indianapolis at the Falcons. So the Colts right now, coming off their Saturday demolition of the Steelers, spot Pittsburgh a 13-0 uh, lead, and then uh, score the next 30 points of the game and win 30-13. to So Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew, the vibes, the hashtag vibes, good right now in Indianapolis. Probably the, uh, the opposite of good right now in Atlanta. The Colts' two-point road favorites, Ken, at Atlanta. The total here is 44. The big piece of news right now as it concerns this game, 
I feel like Atlanta is almost certainly starting Taylor Heineke in this game. Desmond Ritter obviously just threw a back-breaking, like, brain-dead interception that like, led to Atlanta losing the game, where they could kick a field goal to go up 10-6 and basically, like, probably win at that point. And instead, Ritter throws a pick. Carolina goes down and wins the game on a last-second field goal. Arthur Smith, speaking to the media today, declining to name a starter yet for next week. And as we told you earlier in the year, we talk about this all the time on the show, when a coach, like, declines to name a starter, it means a change is coming later in the week. Not 100%, but I think it's very likely that Taylor Heineke will start this game for the Atlanta Falcons. For the Indianapolis Colts, two injuries of note at the skill positions. Michael Pittman in concussion protocol. And by the way, DeMonte KZ, the Steelers safety who hit him on that brutal hit on Saturday, uh, suspended without pay the rest of the year, with that hit being like one of the main reasons why. And Zach Moss, the big bouse, shoulder injury. We'll see if he's going to play in this game. It's apparently going to be like a pain tolerance issue. If he doesn't go, it'll be Trey Sermon and Goodson will be the running backs for Indy, assuming Jonathan Taylor is not yet ready to come back. And we'll know more as we approach uh, kickoff coming up on Sunday. Ken, Indy, minus two, total 44, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Colts and Falcons. This is really going to test our Shane Steichen's over, Shane Steichen overs theory, I think. Um <laughs> But Usually if we fair, get a better number, right? That's what I was going to say. 44 against the Falcons is rough. Um, that being said, indoor game, and you swap quarterbacks to someone who, when he's on Heineke, is can be quite good. The, his problem is just like he can only do that for short periods of time. I can never do it for more than a quarter of a season or something, or even a three quarters of a game. So, I mean, my first look in the game has to be at least to consider the over, especially now that it's been bet down a little bit, the first 43 and a halfs have started appearing on this game. Like, it's just these Colts games, man. Like, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, and there's, there's no weather involved here. The one game they've had that basically got held under, like, authentically was because it was pouring rain against Baltimore, who, by the way, has, like, a historically good team, too, this season. So I just, my first look in these games is always going to be to the over. Perfect weather. We're swapping quarterbacks. Why, why not? Um, I don't think there's anything crazy with the side, to me, anything crazy with the side in the game. The Colts have basically just played the series of coin flip games uh, where their coaching and their execution has out outshined the other team's ability to do those things. And this could just be the same thing. And I, I don't think they should ever really be three on the road against basically anybody except Carolina, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, the, maybe the Giants or something like that, like a couple other teams, maybe New England now, but even now, probably not. And so like, I, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm good with this. I don't know if I want to tease Atlanta either with kind of the, what's going on there with that franchise too. I think it's just like the side's pretty good. Um, kind of how I felt like Colt Steelers just from the side standpoint. And then it's the same kind of a thing. Like I just, uh, I get why the total is getting bet down. Like I'm in Atlanta. Like also it's worth noting you're getting them off a game that that nothing about that game is going to tell you about this game. The game was played in a hurricane, basically. So just like, all right, so Ritter throws a terrible interception. They can't do this. They can't do that. Great. Is it in, in the Mercedes Benz? What do they play? What's the name of this stadium they play in? Mercedes something? Mercedes Benz something, yeah. Mercedes Benz something. Great. Sounds great. Uh, is it going to be pouring in there I mean, with like I mean, 40 it's, mile it's, per it's, hour winds? Should I call it the Georgia yeah. Dome? I'm not really, I'm not really sure what right. it is. It's, it's, it's like, uh, I want to call it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome because they used to sponsor the New Orleans thing, but that's obviously not what it is. I just, it's like Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's what it's called, I think. And um, 
yeah, just like, great, the conditions are going to be completely different. So the execution is going to be completely different. So the possibility of scoring is going to be completely different. And you get, I think, a little bit of what happened yesterday baked into this market, because in the NFL, whatever happened the previous week, you get baked into the market a little bit. And uh, so I think, like, could see the total getting bet down would be very, anything under 44, I think I start getting really interested in an over. Um, in, a cold, in a Colts game, what else is new? So let's just injury stuff here and like and like when to enter the market sure. and like make the bet. So I, I think you'll agree with this. If you want to bet the over in the game, I think you'd rather have Taylor Heineke as the quarterback. Not even close. Ridley. I'm almost pre- – I haven't bet the game yet. I'm waiting, obviously, to see how low this gets. Do you think it'll go down if Heineke starts? I think it'll be 44 or 44 and a half if Heineke plays. Like it, it, it got bet down a little bit, and like usually that's on – like the rumor and gossip of a quarterback change. Do, do you think it's do you maybe it's Pittman? Happens. Like Pittman's been so important because, like, I don't think look Moss Moss. Like I mentioned, because yeah. he's like he's their number one running back. Like he doesn't matter. Like Trey Sermon and Goodson both looked really good. Obviously, and maybe Taylor ever, will be back for this game. You ever see a guy get bent in half like Pittman did on that play? I well, the, yeah, the Johnny Knox. It, not the same oh, thing. Oh, that's but a good Johnny one. Knox I had totally forgotten about that one. That's a oh, really well, good that one. Oh, that one's like, yeah. like that's one not where you see one, it and like you never you forget it. Yeah. Like you never right. forget it. Honestly, yeah. like I thought about that a little bit, not the same thing, but the Will Levis play at the end and he got up and like walked off the field yeah. and sprained ankle apparently. I Will thought Levis, Levis was that, like Will Levis done. had kind of the, that was almost the Trevor Lawrence injury too. He got bent a little differently, but it was just, it's like the crumple backwards. You like make a U. It's like a yoga pose almost, except, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Yoga pose. 20th year 23-year-old, 100-pound woman, except you're not that. And you're wearing huge pads and shoulder pads and a helmet. Aside from that, it's like the instead exact of really, Instead of really yeah. tight, like, like black yoga pants. The only, the only thing, yeah. the only yoga pose I like is Shavasana. Shout out to, mm. to the yogis that know what I'm talking about. Um, Moss doesn't matter. Like, Pittman doesn't play. Like, that definitely yeah. matters, though, for this total. But here's the funny thing. By far. Let's say, he does, let's say he doesn't play. He's by far their best receiver. You're totally right about that. Let's say he doesn't play. Wouldn't you just trust Steichen to cook something up here to like score a bunch of points? There? The, the guy is just be a genius. The he's guy's great. untouchable. Like he's he, awesome. I mean, he he and Ryan's are going to play in the last week of the season. It's becoming more likely that Coach of the Year will be decided in that game. Not a certainty, but like they both won, so that increases the likelihood that when they play each other, honestly there's now a really increased probability that game's for the division when we get there if Jacksonville's just going to completely fall apart and Lawrence is going to be in concussion protocol against Tampa on Sunday like this the door now swings wide open for if that game's for the division then that's probably for coach of the year if it's for playoff spot and there's other teams around then it gets a little different but yeah Jacksonville just taking a bunch of L's makes all these games so much more important um I just I would just trust Stike I mean it's Steichen against Arthur Smith like yep. a, it could tie tie game fourth quarter what do you think's going to happen in the game like what's your best guess the Colts win by a small margin that's kind of what the market implies uh so okay so then it takes us to the next so I think we did a really good job of canvassing the total in the game as far as the side goes I don't think we'll see a three I actually think like when Taylor Heineke gets announced I think Atlanta will get bet a little bit I I think he will close a favorite in the game you pick Indy minus one um I'll tell you what this game closes a pick I click the button on Indianapolis and like, I don't even think twice about it I think uh, I think I feel the same way about pick that I do about two, honestly, which is just I'm good with all that stuff. Like if we're going to hit three either way, then I'll become really interested. But I think I'm just OK with that. I, it's still like I I love Steichen and uh, and I would like him to win coach of the year now. That would be that would be excellent. And I'm glad he Me won too. on Saturday to help that. And uh, I'd like Sean Payton to win more and we'll see what happens the next three weeks. But like the uh, 
the idea that like a team that with this kind of like rating skill talent of whatever like they can't really be like road favorites against most it's just like i think a market like this is fine like they're gonna close one and a half at home against trubisky and be a road favorite against it like again it's just no nah, like i'm like to me it's like that's just that's fine but i'm definitely not clicking the button that it's no it should actually be more than that um last note here and then we'll go to the lions and the vikings all these Atlanta games are really close. How do we feel about Atlanta as a teaser leg here? The Heineken just, said a little more iffy because he, yeah, he could throw like three pick I'm, sixes. I'm good. But I guess like Ritter could also. I think I'm good. I think I'm good on this. I, I just, I there is a lot in, I'm sure people have noticed this. The teaser legs that I like are just much more subjective. Like they should be in these ranges. Like the things that I like generally are in these ranges. But I really like to pick and choose. I don't like to just like, okay, well, it's always two to eight doesn't matter what it is and it's a low total or whatever and i know like mathematically when teasers used to pay much better that that would be a really good angle they don't pay that well anymore so i'm going to be subjective with the legs that i like to pick we're going to swap quarterbacks and we got a team that's like teetering would probably be the right word uh i think i'm good on the teasers here honestly i think if you like atlanta in the game you just bet them to win and like if you because to keep it close like you're going to get a rebound effort from them in the game that's how you're going to keep the game close i think you just take the two if you like that um arthur smith's press conference after the game yesterday was not like a disaster but i, I he kind of feels like dead coach walking to me and arthur blank falcons owner attends all of these press conferences they tried to get quotes from him the falcons media and like blank was apparently like like not into it um this could be like like team knows it's over type of situation Chargers Raiders I, I listen unless you're out there listening and watching and you're a Falcons fan or you want to bet Atlanta in the game we all need to band together here and root for this guy to lose let him go ruin some college offense get, get him out of hashtag our league get him out I don't want this dude anywhere near a National Football League offense after this monstrosity this year that he's been running here with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, moving on. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Monday. That's the Colts and the Falcons. Let's go to Minnesota, where Nick Mullins will draw another start for the Vikings. So Nick Mullins will be under center after he played YOLO ball on Saturday against Cincinnati. And like, honestly, Minnesota like really yak that game away. Minnesota will host Detroit. Detroit blew out the Broncos, obviously, on Saturday night. Five touchdown passes from Jared Goff. Detroit, Ken, in between a three and a three and a half point road favorite at Minnesota. The number at BetMGM is three minus 15 to the road team, the Lions. And the total here is 47. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Lions and Vikings. Uh, this is a market today that I've been monitoring pretty closely just because if the market were to move how I think it is, that I didn't want to miss a number. And I'll, I'll bet it if I if I like see that we're maybe going to go in that direction. Uh, I love the Lions in this game. I think it's one of my favorite bets. And be like, oh, like overreacting to last week. The Lions played a six-week part of their season like garbage. Played like a third of the season like trash. Played it really bad for a very sustained long period of time. They're a well-coached team. They got a ton of talent. Some of those games were outdoors. Some of those games they had a ton of turnovers. The likelihood that off that performance they just go back to trash again, to me with this staff, seems so unlikely. I think you get like a sustained good run of play from them going forward until the end of the season. I really do think that. Now, I don't know if they'll beat Dallas. I think it'll just be a really good game probably when they play Dallas. That'll come up next week. But like... I, I don't think we're going back to they suck again. I don't think we're going back. I think that was like a long period. Like that's teams have these ebbs and flows. I think we're about the lines are about to start cooking here a little bit, honestly. And they're playing an indoor game again. And we know what the splits are. So just like 
I kind of think this total might be too low too. I think I I don't think it's a blip on the radar. This one game against the Broncos, who were a great defensive team coming into the game, by the way, and got absolutely crushed. So like, what great Brian Flores shows up in this game. He's awesome too. They have a unique style. I totally understand that. Uh, really, really like the Lions. Don't want to lose the like three and a half. I stopped getting interested weight really fast. So like the Lions in the game of three. Do you um? And I also like for what it's worth, like the Bengals figured it out with the Vikings defense towards the end of that game, and like Browning obviously had a ton of success. You got a in the game of Mullins quarter. on tape too. You got a full game now of him on tape. The, the funny thing about like, Mullins, like is Minnesota like, I, Mullins, <laughs> not like San Francisco loses every start, but is pretty good Mullins. Yeah. Well, this is just like Mullins is going to be what he always is, which is he's going to make like a lot of throws. Some of the throws are going to work, the YOLO yeah. throws, and some of them are going to get picked off. That and that's like the yeah. Nick Mullins experience. Um, that makes him an over I, quarterback, by the way. If he's going to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I worry a little. The Ben Johnson point is a really great point. Like Ben Johnson, it's not like Goff against Flores, really. It's like Ben Johnson against Flores. Yeah. So I, I'll boil this down for me, Ken. This is like a, a, a like a pure number conversation for me. So last night, I, I before I kind of like saw what the point spread is, I'm thinking like, what would I bet with Detroit? I would definitely lay Detroit minus three and over three. Not really interested. If we get to three minus one ten, I will lay the Lions with you here. Otherwise, like not really interested in betting. Oh, we're there. The you got three one tens all over the board. So for your for your betting pleasure, yeah. We'll talk about it more coming up next. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. It's disappointing, you know, starting from the first series of the year all the way to then uh, till now it's just been a, a constant battle I, I do appreciate the heck out of our guys um, you know we've still got three games left to finish strong as bad as we feel now we, we got to remember we felt pretty good last week too and uh, we got a good Washington uh, a Washington team coming in that's uh, that's going to be that's licking their chops you know and uh, you know so we got to go and take care of business and get ourselves ready to play that one Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, the voice of uh, New York Jets head coach Robert Sala, who, like, locally, everyone thinks he's coming back next year. And, every, and like, everyone's going to get a mulligan because Rodgers Do you think he's hurt. coming back? Um, I think that if the end of the season is not an abject disaster, I think he comes back. I think they're married to Rodgers. I think that right. everyone's going to come back and they'll run it back for another year. Now right. we can have a conversation like, is that the smart thing? That's not the question that was asked, right? Is like, yeah. do I think, do I think that as long as they don't get embarrassed and it's not a train wreck, I think that everyone comes back. Well, that's like, it's like an award. It's like, oh, well, I think this guy's going to win. Yeah, yeah. But like, who do you think is actually going to win? <laughs> like, who do you think is actually going to win this stuff? Like, yeah, you know. If I if, it, if I was voting, it'd be this. Just same with the same with who the Jets head coach should be. Maybe I agree with you. I think you're I think you're probably right. And you usually have a better read on this stuff than I do. Ah, uh, which is and look like I I think he's kind of a brutal coach. I think Douglas is a brutal GM. But look like you know a great quarterback kind of fixes everything. And maybe Rodgers can be that, you know, next season because he I don't think he's coming back now. Jake fade the music up here. Um, so let's talk the Jets and the Commanders. Uh Washington as they play out the string here with Ron Rivera, who will almost certainly lose his job at season's end, as Josh Harris will hit the reset button on this franchise uh, moving forward here. The Commanders lose to the Rams, and Jacoby Brissett enters the game and, like, actually made it pretty close. Like, actually, like, started throwing the ball to Terry McLaurin. What a novel frickin' concept. Throw the ball to your best receiver. So, 
Howell gets benched at the end of the game, but Ron Rivera quickly saying post-game that Howell is going to be his quarterback. So Howell at least is going to start this game, and let's see how it goes, and maybe Brissett comes in. Like, it's a team that's not making the playoffs. It really doesn't make sense to play Brissett. You might as well play Howell and see what you've got, even if Rivera... Like, Rivera's done. No, if they could win the next three games by 100 points, Rivera's not coming back. You might as well play the kid. But just something to think about, right? If it's going to be bad, does Brissett come in and then... We could have like a live betting conversation if and when that happens. So Zach Wilson right now is in concussion protocol. People that were following what happened yesterday, was he dehydrated? Did he get benched? Was he concussed? It's like, who cares? Right now he's in protocol. Robert Sala saying that once Wilson clears protocol, he will be the Jets starting quarterback. Maybe Rodgers like tells them I'm playing just to be like, I told you so, everyone. I could come back from the Achilles. At this point, it seems extremely unlikely. So I think we'll look at Zach Wilson against Sam Howell here, Kem. Uh, the Jets in between two and a half and three point home favorites against the Commanders. The total here is 37 and a half. And thank you to Tyler for putting this in the chat just for our live audience. Sean Mannion elevated from the Seahawks practice squad to the active roster, which is another sign that Geno Smith will not play tonight and Drew Locke will start for Seattle. We'll talk about that more coming up towards the end of the show when we give you our bets for tonight. But Ken, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, the Jets and the Commies. Yeah, I saw the Eagles get bet to four in a lot of places on that tweet uh, a couple minutes ago, so kind of between three and a half and four now in the market for Monday Night Football. Not surprising. Uh, just again, like information's injected into the market. It has a really obvious impact, kind of like the end for right now. Uh, this game, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you do have to build in like, you know, the 5% of the time that Rodgers is just going to be like, all right, my turn. And everyone's going to be like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but they're not going to say no to him, right? right. They're not going to say no that's to him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why you have to build it in because he can just decide he's going to play and they'll be like, yes, sir. And so, I, you know, yes, okay, sir, I Mr. Guess General Manager. Chance. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, I, I, I guess they're, I guess you do. I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen, but I also am not him and I don't think remotely like him. So if he wants to just do that, he can do that. I guess you got to build that in. Does that mean like the three is valuable or it's worth betting? I, I don't think so. I, I kind of thought this was just going to be the number in the game. And I think it's interesting that it opened three and it hasn't moved yet. It's worth noting the bets that have come in that have moved the market have come in on Washington, which have just juiced the three to minus 15. I think this is a classic situation where two terrible teams late in the year with not a lot of home field advantage and one team is favored by three. The three is going to look appealing to a lot of people to just take the points. And I think that's what you see in this game. Just my guess. Um, so yeah, you have to build in that little Rogers percentage. And I don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday, right? Is when they have to make the decision, but they don't have to say whether they're going to start them by the, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't have like a strong opinion on this game. If it, I thought it would be Wilson, I thought it'd be Howell. I thought the market would be three. It's still three. The, the, the interesting thing to me is if it gets off three in either direction, do you want to bet the other team? And uh, and that's kind of all I have right now. Um, I think my answer to this question is yes. I think that I assume, oh God, I can't even like, there are times where like I'm about to say something out loud and it's like, am I Jets actually going to say this? I, I think if Zach Wilson plays, I think I'd lay two and a half with the Jets. Oh, I definitely would. I don't think that's crazy. Why is that crazy? It's Washington. Just well, because it's because it's because it's Zach and like he stinks. But like this, the Commanders' yeah. defense is horrendous, and the yeah. Jets. The like, I know they got torn up yesterday by the Dolphins. Like this defense it's is like Dolphins. it's not bad. Yeah, like it's whatever. The Dolphins um, do that to everybody. I like I like like please let me let me lay two and a half with the Jets here in this game. Assuming Zach like Simeon, I have no interest. If Zach Wilson plays, I like the Jets. 
I actually okay. think the Jets might smash them if Zach Wilson plays. Like, it might be like the Houston game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What was the... Uh... <laughs> What was the final score? What, what was the Dolphins' score in yesterday's game? What was the final score? Oh, it game? was uh, it was thirty to nothing. 30. The game with a 30, total of right? what, like, like, th- yeah. like thirty-five and a half went under, and one team scored thirty points. Yeah, I made that contrarian bet on the over at kickoff too. That was really fun, and then could have could have middled in a big range or gotten out of it at some point, and uh, and didn't. And uh, I I actually think the over might be good here again. I really do, and uh, I think I mean God, like, could you imagine like a night and day kind of a switch? Like, I'm not saying Miami's offense is great, but, like, it's a playoff defense, or Miami's defense, rather, is great. It's a playoff defense. Washington's the worst defense in the league, and you, you get a home game. Now, we got, like, totals, especially, like, totals in this building. Got to wait for the weather probably for a couple days. Just, <clears throat> excuse me, especially if you're thinking about betting the over in the game. <clears throat> excuse me again. So, I, I think for me right now, three no interest either way. Moves off three interested. Would lean over, especially, like, we're starting to see this get bet down, because why not? Uh, but like, wait for a weather forecast. I I actually think if Wilson plays and it closes three, I actually think I'd lay three with the Jets. Three and a half, no. I don't three, think I'm interested in Washington. So this market, this market, Zach Wilson, you're in on the Jets. I I would never bet Washington. I would consider laying the Jets. Now look, like I I like to have like t- a lot of action. So do you I do. think it's the smart? You do. do like I, the I think it's the smartest bet. Like no, but is it bet? It, I. I would never, yeah, I would never bet the Commanders. I'd consider laying three with the Jets if I never got the two and a half. But two and a half okay. is the number that I'd really like to bet. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think we're, I think we're good for right now. Uh, la- I guess last question. And you said, I think I know what your answer is going to be because of how you teed up the topic. Is this a Sam Howell unders game for the reason that he may not finish it? Yeah. This defense too? Yeah, I mean, and look, like, they already benched him once. Like, the precedent set. That's what I'm saying. Again, this doesn't have to win every time. Like, Aiden O'Connell played great uh, against the Chargers. And we bet his unders because Pierce was like, I don't know if I'm going to play him or not. But they got off to such a good start, like, he was going to play the whole game. Yeah, I I think it might be the same thing here, honestly. Howell on the road against this defense, and he got benched already. See, We'll see what the market's open at. And obviously, weather again will affect what those are. And And if it's going poorly... Like, I know Rivera's not going to come back next year, but, like, he's he wants to win. Like, the team wants to win. I think that if Howell's struggling and they're down, I don't think he—I don't think there's a second thought given to him pulling right. Howell and putting Brissett like, What does he care about his confidence for next year? Like, what does he care about Howell's guy? Just, like, try to win. Whatever you got to do to win. Correct. Because he, he, he going to be unemployed. Probably not—I'm sure he'll get another—maybe not a head coaching job. Maybe a TV analyst uh, next year, maybe, or, or do some kind of, like, you know, TV work, and then he gets back in next year. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't know if he's ever a head coach again. Which is like, honestly, like went to a Super oh, Bowl. I don't mean back in as a head coach. Times. I mean just like back in if if he wants to be back. I don't even know. Who knows? Ron Rivera's back. All right. You better you bet <laughs> with Nick and Ken here on a uh, on a Monday. How Hashtag about that story, Nicholas. by the way, with the with the girl with the and I I thought it was for me. It's like so like young and stupid and naive. Like yeah. Thirteen, fourteen years she old. Got a hot topic, right. probably. Yeah. <laughs> just like and then like I think I my stupidity was probably a hot topic at the lockers the next day. Um all right. We go from the Jets and the Commanders <laughs> to the Packers and the Panthers. Uh so Carolina beats Atlanta yesterday in just like mind numbing fashion for the Falcons. And I will say, we bag on Bryce Young, everybody does. He's pretty pretty good on that final drive. Like, had a couple big throws, got them obviously in range to kick the field goal at the end of the game, like basically like a chip shot for Pinheiro. So Carolina hosts a Green Bay team that got wrecked 
by Baker Mayfield to Todd yep. Bowles and the uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I can't believe this stat. Baker Mayfield is the first quarterback in NFL history to have a perfect, like with all great, with all apologies to the late, great Kurt Hennig. Yesterday, Baker Mayfield was in fact Mr. Perfect. Passer rating of 158.3. The only quarterback in history, a visiting quarterback at Lambeau, to have a perfect passer rating. He destroyed them. And, of course, uh, Green Bay is almost a five-point road favorite to Carolina, despite everything that I just said. Because, you know, the Panthers are terrible. Uh, Green Bay in between four and a half and five. Total here, 36 and a half. Injury stuff for Green Bay. We'll have to monitor throughout the week. Christian Watson, A.J. Dillon, Jair Alexander, three important players. Watson and Jair yeah. being the most important. I I think yeah. Watson might be the most. Because like, they, they have no downfield passing game without Watson playing. Yeah. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Green Bay and Carolina. And if and is there anything to do right now before we before we get that news? I, I don't think so. Uh, when I think about this game, I think it's a game that Green Bay is very likely to win. But I would never trust them to win by margin. Um, it like just the way that they played this season and how injured they are. So it's it's because it's crazy that with these low total games too, like a, you see a four four and a half point favorite and a low total, like the money line on the favorite's massive because the total's low. Like it's just there's no entry point. Like oh, I think the Packers are really likely to win. Okay, well they're minus two fifty. What do you want to do? Not that. <laughs> that's that's probably about right. Uh, I think it's a game they're likely to win. The market also thinks that. It's worth noting just the early interest in this game has been on the Panthers. Um, so there were like five and a halfs and fives. The board is almost entirely four and a half now. So it just it'll be interesting to see based on the injuries that you were mentioning. Like, do we get movement one way or another? I'm trying to think of like, the, to me, there is no entry point in this range to bet the Panthers. There would potentially be an entry point, I guess, at some point to bet Green Bay. I guess the question is like, would it be four? And what would I need to get that? A really bad injury report, probably. Um, that's probably the only interest in the game that I have is like maybe market movement giving me some kind of a way to play the Packers off of whatever that was yesterday. Um, short of, and really with the last two weeks, lost to Tommy DeVito on the road the week before that. So just like, I don't think there's a lot going on here for me yet, but that can change. Um, any thoughts on the total before we move on to the next game? I mean, it's a Panthers game. The total has to start with a three, almost no matter who they're playing. So, no, not really a strong opinion, just with that in mind. So, Packers closed last Monday, and, like, the Giants are better than Carolina. Yeah. I don't know by how much. Closed five and a half in that game. They're definitely better, though. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not like, a discussion. Like, Carolina's the worst team in the league. So, I... I well, aside personally. from, like, these fake teams down the street, like, throughout the balance of the season, Carolina's the worst team in the league. Yeah. I think I need, like, a personal reset here, and I'll readdress this game on Wednesday. Oh, boy. Because part of me thinks, like, Carolina might, like, win the game. And, like, I don't know if I want to make that bet. What makes you think they're going to—just Green Bay's defense isn't very good, and, and maybe you like Carolina a little bit last couple like weeks? I don't know. It, it, It's—what I'm going to say is very narrative-y, which is why I okay. think it's, like, a pretty flimsy case. And, like, if it's right, then I look really smart. And if it's wrong, it's like, what the hell was I talking about? Um, I— I thought, like, Bryce Young kind of, like, grew up a little bit at the end of the game. And I understand it's, like, very narrative-y and very subjective. But, you know, like, you watch football for a long time. Maybe, like, I, I, I feel like I sometimes am good with this stuff. I'm not saying I'm definitely right. He could fall flat on his face and be terrible. Also, like, all the, all the players around him aren't good. He was really good in a big spot yesterday. Like, when they beat Houston earlier in the season, that, that was, like, not about Bryce Young. It was, like, the ineptitude of Stroud and the Texans' offense. How the hell did that game happen, by the way? This was, like, Bryce Young, like, kind of, like, won the game yesterday. Like, won it at the end. He was and great on the final drive. Yeah. Well, Desmond Ritter did lose the game also. But Bryce Young yeah. put them in position to win the game. So, look, sure. 
it's a, it's a little flimsy, narrative-y by me. I, I think you get a good Bryce Young performance in this game. Now, again, I'm going to take a little bit of time and think about this, and maybe I'll come back on Wednesday and change my mind. But that was my first thought, yeah. honestly, when Carolina wins that game. I'm like, I, I feel like Bryce may have turned the corner a little bit here at the end of what's been a brutal rookie season for him. And if that's true then maybe they're a little bit more alive in this game, at least to cover a point spread above four at home. So we'll see. Sure. We'll talk about it more. It is a, fu it is a funny number. Wednesday. It's a funny number, no question. Uh, my last point, just an attempt to not throw Colt, just like how I would approach this. Uh, you have the Packers off of two incredibly brutal, bad performances. You have the Panthers off of like a, <laughs> really like, a, oh, like not even a football game almost, but like they did win. The likelihood with both those teams on those arcs that coming into this game that I would like be like, oh, I really want to sell Green Bay and buy Carolina with how they're being viewed by the market right now off those recent performances. It's just unlikely to me that like that's the angle I would take. Now, I, I say that I, I don't want to lay Green Bay at these numbers, but like the way the teams come into the game and the way, the way it's getting bet right now, too, like Carolina's taking money. It all kind of like leads me to the same conclusion, which is like maybe I would buy the Packers at some point. Um, with how the last couple weeks have gone for both teams. I'll tell you what, though. Christian Watson plays in the game. Like, he he really, they have no downfield passing game without him. It's all underneath He plays stuff. maybe about the over. Sounds and, like you like, uh, you like Bryce Young a little bit. Now we might be talking here. And honestly, like, and I think the number should go up if Watson plays. Maybe it's a better number on Carolina. We'll see. On the other side, Texans and Browns from Houston. Very interesting game. We'll break it down next. John Weeks, the snapper. Cam Johnston, the holder. Chased by Garrett, flushed, looking, sets up, throwing deep. Hail Mary, end zone, deflected, oh. tipped, and intercepted. Almost caught. I blacked out. I don't know. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The final quote there could have been said by me at some point you know, I was like 24 or 25 or Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski yesterday right. after the game uh so great job by Jake Hassan there our engineer grabbing Alex well, Vassano, the getting all the cuts. did you see that by the way in the circus survivor they're playing for like eight million dollars somebody had the Browns wow there's like there's like 12 people left or there was a huge story last week because like they all tried to chop which means to like split money equally and only play for a smaller amount, mitigate risk. And one of the people of like the 12 or 14 or whatever was like, no, like I don't want to chop. And like, like all these, so they couldn't. So like everybody had to agree in order to do it. So they all like ran it into another week with 100%, 0%, like binary. Like either you keep advancing, you win the 8 million, whatever, or you're out. And, and one person had the brow. I can't, like, I don't, like I want to imagine because it means you're alive for a lot of money. I almost just can't put myself in that. I have even having had a lot of money on games before. That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I I remember back in the day, I would put like twenty bucks on a game, and if and it literally felt like I had like a million dollars on the game. I, I can't even imagine what it'd be yeah. like to have like a million dollars on a game. Like I I gotta tell you, I think I'd have to quit. I got to just like I can't do this anymore. Like I just I don't think it's for me. Like that million dollars on a game. I don't think I could like look at myself in the mirror. That'd be pretty devastating. Um. Anyway, uh, good good on that guy and good on the Cleveland Browns for winning the game yesterday. Uh also yet another uh, yak job by Matt Eberlew's Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Um. 
We're going to get to the Texans and the Browns in a second here. But want to tell everybody, you know, we got a week till Christmas. So got to get your last minute shopping in. And if you want to get the uh, the sports better in your life, the You Better You Bet fan in your life, some You Better You Bet merch, what better place than here? What better time than now? You Better You Bet Shop.com. Designs like You Better You Bet After Dark, Final Hour, Power Hour, Prop King, Long Sleeves, Hoodies, Hats, and more. You Better You Bet Shop.com for all your You Better You Bet merchandise. That website again, You Better You Bet Shop.com. All right, Jake, bring the music up here and let's talk about the Texans and the Browns. So Cleveland coming off just a pretty like miraculous comeback win at home against Chicago. Hashtag comebacko, wacko for Flacco, Flacco terrific again at the end of the game. Uh, so Cleveland with the comeback win against the uh, against the Bears. Uh, shout out to Ken who laid two and a half. Shout out to me who took three and a half. We both won. Amazing. And shout out to us for betting the Texans. It felt like Mike Vrabel was on the other sideline coaching Houston yesterday. And that's a great compliment to D'Amico Ryans and the Texans coaching staff who find a way to win that game yesterday. It looked like they were really up against it. Case Keenum and the Texans win in overtime on the road in Tennessee. So C.J. Stroud, as of now, on Monday, remains in concussion protocol. I think, like... The thought is that he's going to be cleared and is going to play. Missed a game. I think he'll likely play in this game. We'll find out more over the course of the week. We'll have to wait to find out about Nico Collins. Have to wait to find out about Will Anderson as the week goes on for the Houston Texans. And the Browns, obviously, like a, a pretty hurt team as well. Like missing a bunch of offensive uh, offensive linemen. The point spread right now, Ken, at BetMGM for Houston and Cleveland. And a high leverage playoff game, obviously, here in the AFC playoff picture. Sees Houston as a two-and-a-half point home favorite. And the total at 42-and-a-half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Texans and Browns. Yeah, I haven't bet this game yet. Uh, there's there's a ton of implica- uh, you know implications. Obviously, playoff seating, awards. Like Ryan's can is one of should be one of the favorites to win Coach of the Year. He is Flacco. I you know whatever you make of comeback player of the year. Uh, let's say of the non Hamlin players, he certainly has a compelling case. Uh, you know in terms of. Uh, just ability to win the award like in a normal season so there's like a lot of stuff a lot of people think Stefanski might win coach of the year to be fair I, that's a tougher case for me to get to but like I can be I can definitely be wrong uh, Miles Garrett defensive player of the year Stefanski would encourage everyone to check out the Browns Twitter account today I had like a minute 32 minute like long answer on how he thinks Garrett and again it's Garrett's coach but like it goes off on how he thinks um Garrett should be, you know, def- defensive player of the year by far. Our uh, our exaggerated understanding, like how sacks are everything to voters, but they don't have to be, and, and the impact Garrett makes on the game. I just thought it was interesting. Um, I don't think I don't think I'm going to bet the game right now, but hashtag if I did it, like the you mentioned the injury report for both teams, and you mentioned that the Browns are a really hurt team. They're also not going to get that much healthier. Like, their guys are out for the second. Their offensive line's done. Like, those guys are out for the year. Like, those guys are toast. The Texans can field a healthy team, like a pretty healthy team in this game. Stroud can play. Nico Collins can play. Maybe Will Anderson can play. Like, I just, they they have the potential to have, like, a pretty full roster in this game. Like, do you just, having no opinion on the game, do you just bet Houston right now? Like, do you just do it and then figure it out later? Who cares? Like, you're, because the, and the reason I say who cares is, like, are you just getting the best of the numbers so often? Or you just, you buy out later or whatever. Like you shop, what's the best Houston right now? Like, God, there's like a two in the market. Um, I, two and a half, like, yeah, two and a half minus 10. And if you bet that, because just think about it. Well, everyone's out again. Sorry. Uh, Everyone's out, like, 
I say everyone's out again, like you really think Stroud's going to, again, just like common sense here. You really think Stroud's going to be out another week with this thing? Maybe, but probably not. If he's back, I don't think this is two and a half. If they get other players back, I think this is a potential to close like three minus 20 or like more than that. If the Texans are going to have like a fully loaded roster in this game. Um, we saw how Cleveland's been rated these last couple games. It hasn't been good. And uh, yeah, I think there's the potential that this closes a much bigger number. That's not an opinion of what I think is going to happen in the game. The Browns have basically shown this ability, like numbers be damned. We're just going to play these really competitive games and win them because they're really well coached and because Flacco's played so well. But just market movement, like early week betting, a sub three Texans number just looks so appealing because again, like what can change, what can improve throughout the week? And do you think that's likely to happen? I don't know if everyone's coming back for Houston, but it seems more likely than not that Stroud is just based on how concussions have typically worked this year. So like the sub three number grab might be, might be a pretty good idea. So like, so I think it's a really like, it's a simple question, right? We think Stroud's going to get cleared. If, and when that happens. And I, I think it's more of a when or a than sign if. of probability to it. Yeah. yeah. So what I think it's it more, more, definitely more definitely than 50%. More than 50%. Definitely, definitely more than 50%. Probably yeah. like, like more than 75%. Yeah. That Stroud gets cleared. When that happens, what happens? Does the market go to three? Like, yes or no? Yeah. I, I don't... With him in protocol still, and I know people will be like, well, that's a formality. The number implies he's playing. Like, yeah, but I still think you get a bump. I still think you get a bump. You definitely do, right? Right. I don't, but like, we don't have to be right. Like, it is kind of baked into the number. Like, there's some probability he's playing in the market, but it's not like 100%. And I, you always... Again, new quarterback news, you always get that little bit of overreaction. Even if that gets bet back... Like when he was announced out against the the Titans, and it went crazy, went out to four, and then people were like bet Houston a lot, and then and then, and then we bet them, and we all won. Uh, you know, just usually quarterback news gets gets bet, even if you even if it's like kind of already baked into the market, it just it gets exaggerated even. So, I just uh, I don't I think that's literally the only angle here right now is you play Houston early and figure it out later. Uh, sounds pretty good to me. Uh, thoughts on the total here? Flacco, it's just, this whole thing is just really tough to figure out, honestly. What is this going to be? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is going to be. I, I, I don't have a, a really confident take on the total. I think Cleveland is an incredibly perplexing team from a side and total standpoint in these games. And like, and, and Cleveland's defense has games where they look like the 85 Bears, and then have games where they get absolutely torn and up. And then they go on the um, road, and they're brutal in some of these games, defensively. How many points did they give up to the Colts in that game, like, like six weeks ago? 40? That's one of the, that, that, that's a PJ Walker game, right? That's Watson left that game yeah. early and PJ Walker came like in Garrett's and they scored 30 plus. Yeah. That, that's the Miles Garrett, like one man wrecking crew game. Yeah. I think, I, I think if you bet Texans minus two and a half right now, I think uh, 48 hours from now, you will have closing line. Well, not closing line because the game won't have started yet, but right. I think you will have, you will have made a valuable bet just like probably by midweek. That will be a valuable bet. And maybe it wins. Maybe it doesn't, like it. but I think that's yeah. pr probably right. That, that's probably going to happen. All right, uh, good on this game for now. And again, like this is not the only time this week we'll talk, we'll talk a lot about these games yeah. when Ken and I are, are back on Wednesday. We're both off tomorrow. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a magnificent football Monday, handicapping week 16 in the NFL. By the way, we're through the 1 o'clock slate of games now on Sunday. Now we move to the 4 o'clock slate, the afternoon slate. Uh, oh, and, we will, and we will start the afternoon slate. 
And I don't know, I, other domestic sports books have, okay, BetMGM has this open now. It wasn't open for a lot of the day with the Buccaneers and the Jaguars in Tampa. Uh, the reason why it was not open is because Trevor Lawrence was, it was announced that he got concussed on the Jaguars' final drive of the game last night. He is in concussion protocol. And uh, like maybe he doesn't also, like he played with yep. a high ankle sprain. Maybe it's a brain, yeah. head injury though. So I guess it's obviously different. So the point spread right now is basically here and Tampa coming off the pretty rousing win on the road in Lambeau. Baker was unreal. Tampa right now would win the NFC South if the season ended today. And honestly, like great job by Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. They're seven and seven. Um, the game is basically a pick 'em right now. Uh, so pick the winner of the game, Tampa and Jacksonville. The total is sitting at 43. We have the Lawrence concussion, and then we'll have to monitor, Ken, a lot of these Tampa Bay defensive injuries throughout the course of the week, like we have for the last couple weeks when we talk about Bucks games. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Bucks and Jags. God, like what a what a crazy kind of fascinating betting market, honestly. Um, so my first thought, well, let's, we'll put this up for discussion to close the segment. What kind of number do you think? And to worth noting, some books don't even half the books don't even have this game open because of the Lawrence stuff. Like, why why even open a market if we don't know like the status of the most important player playing in the game? So like pick and one and stuff like that. Like, how much Lawrence uncertainty is in that number? Like, what do we think it is if he plays? What do we think it is if he's if he doesn't play? Is this the number if he doesn't play? Tampa would almost certainly be a favorite in the game if Lawrence doesn't play. But how big a favorite would they be? Like you have to believe if if Lawrence plays in the game. I mean, look at what like they closed. Like I know, like Baltimore's on the road and did get a good amount of credit. That closed like four, four and a half. I think the Jags would at least be two and a half on the road if Lawrence was playing. I, I, and I think two and a half is exactly. I think that's the number that was in my head. Jacksonville, not three, but like two and a half on the road. Two and and so and people are like, wow, that's like a really yeah, that's a really big difference. Like two and a half to pick in terms of like number of points it is, but the points are less consequential because they don't land very often. So it's it's kind of like an in-between number, I guess. And if he doesn't play, I mean, if he doesn't play like Tampa three, I mean, like, is that the right number in the game? Probably um, feels like a halfway number to me. I have no idea whether he's going to this is one like Stroud. I think we know this one. I, I honestly have no idea. All right, we'll talk more about this game to start hour number two on the other side. We'll also continue breaking down Week 16 in the National Football League and have a visit with our pal, the whale capper Drew Densick from NBC Sports. You Better You Bet rolls on right after this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.